Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell. I'm sitting across from Kurt Souter of Further Sub Ministries. How you doing today, Kurt? Chad, doing awesome, bro. Got a little, uh, got a little, got a little fall cold going on today. Got the sniffles going, but uh, boy, it's nice to walk outside and it's not suffocatingly hot, isn't it? It's I mean, it's, all, it's fantastic. There's just and, something and, about that. But it's it's warm in the afternoon and it's been uh, great. You know, nice and chilly in the morning, but it's. Yeah, I love fall, man. It's nice. I heard somebody say fall and spring are God's signs that He loves us. Oh, is that right? Winter and and summer, <laughs> a little bit of judgment there, <laughs> the harshness there of that. But uh, but anyway, so yeah, well, welcome. We are we are Solid Steps Radio. If you're listening on purpose, thank you. If you're listening on accident, thank you. Continue to listen. We are a show for men by men, talking about man stuff from a man's perspective. And so Solid Steps, the show name comes from, we want you, we believe you, I, are created in God's image and destined to walk with him, in relationship with him. Solid Steps, it's a walk, it's a journey through life, and it's meant to be walked with God through Jesus. You know, that's that's the, the nutshell of what we're about. Right? Absolutely. And uh, we want to be a tool in your toolbox, men. If you just are out and you're wondering, hey, we just want to be there to help you in your walk and encourage you and challenge you and all that that uh, that fun stuff. And what we really like to do is thank our listeners for listening. And you know how I'd like to thank them, Kurt? How? I like to give them a free Chick-fil-A sandwich. Awesome. I'm but, all about Chick-fil-A. But there's kind of a catch to it. You actually have to come to a specific place at a specific time on November the 3rd at Iron Bell Ministries from 6 to 9. We are going to have our first listener appreciation event. It's for men. It's a men's night out, and we are going to give you free meal. We're going to tape a live show, have a free uh, or have a Q and A panel. That sounds like fun, man. It does. We we hope it's going to be somewhat fun. We don't want it to be a proctologist examination. <laughs> That's not any fun. This is going to be fun. We want to have come a guys night out. So if you would love to have you come to that event, uh, you can email it solidstepsradio at gmail.com. or you go to our Facebook page and just let us know there. Uh, that you'd like to come. We need to RSVP by October 20th, and uh, it'll be a good time. It'll be an awesome time. And may I encourage uh, you listeners, you know of some guy, either a son or a dad or a brother or a neighbor or a co-worker, somebody that you need to bring with you because they need to be encouraged in their walk and their spiritual journey. And uh, we promise it won't be preachy, um, but we want to communicate truth. We believe that when we walk with Jesus, uh, that is the greatest way to find freedom and walk in freedom. Absolutely. So yeah, it's gonna bring be fun a night. bring a, bring a buddy, bring a couple buddies, and uh, come and join us because uh, God wants to use you to be an encouragement and a blessing to another man in your life. All right, little Bible trivia. So okay, okay. Um, I, I'm gonna ask you. We we've talked about this, but I'm gonna ask our listeners and kind of a it's, it's a rhetorical question in a way because they can't really answer it, but. To themselves, they can. So here, here's the question. If you were to ask anyone on the street, they don't even have to know a lot about the Bible. But if you were just go up to someone on the street and say, what was the first sin ever committed? All this big mess that we are in can be reverted back to this one specific sin that began the whole process. What was the, if you ask someone, what do you think people would say what is the first sin committed in the Bible? Well, if anybody had any familiarity with the Bible at all, I think they would say mm-hmm. uh, something about eating some fruit. Right. 
that maybe and who who ate the fruit oh it wasn't adam who was first it was eve right and now everybody's listening thinking oh here they go beating on the women <laughs> actually no we're not because today's show we're going to actually argue that it was adam that created or had the first sin committed now that's not what this whole show today is about but the the, the idea that adam was the one who committed the first sin not eve and you say, well, what did he do? Did he, you know, is in regards to that? Well, Kurt, what would you answer to that if you had to sell somebody on the fact that Adam was the first person to commit sin and not Eve? Well, let's before I answer that, let me let's introduce our, our guest today, uh, Tony Gore. It's great to have you with us again. Yeah, it's good to be here, Tony. Uh, you are a counselor, and you deal with. Uh, well, you, you you got women, men, children coming to you, and you've been count. How long have you been a counselor? Oh, uh, wow. Since centuries? Um, Has it been centuries? Uh, no, no, not <laughs> centuries, but uh, over over a decade, uh, you know, since uh, about 2000 is when I got my uh, licensure. So, OK, so well over a decade. Yeah, yeah you've got plenty of experience. So, uh, so, so, Tony, uh, I'm going to I'm going to take what Chad just asked me. and I'm going to bounce it to you and say, OK, some people would say that Eve was the first one who committed the sin, but many theologians would say, no, I think there was somebody before Eve who committed the first sin, and, yeah. and it would be Adam. Uh, explain that. Yeah, well, I, I think it's a, it's a great, I think you can make a really compelling case that Adam kind of abdicated his responsibility. You know, you go back even earlier, before Eve was even around, and what is, uh, what is God's instruction to Adam? He's like, hey, I want you to work this ground, and I want you to be the one who is this caretaker of the garden. And so really, he's calling Adam to be active and responsible. And so even when Eve comes along, you know, uh, the idea is uh, this, this is also a part of your responsibility is to, to love and to lead and to nurture. And so uh, keep her in line. There, there is there is something that was Kurt that said that. Not there is something missing there. You know, when Eve is over here having this sidebar conversation with with uh, this uh, with the serpent and um, with Satan. And, and there's that sense where, you know, we, we understand from Scripture that he was with her. You know, however you want to read that. Yeah, you know, go ahead and read. Yeah. You got that verse right in front of you. Go uh -huh. ahead and read that. This is out of Genesis chapter 3. Yeah, it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals, and he said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat from the trees in the garden, but God did say... You must not eat from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it. Which, by the way, he didn't say that part. But, and by the way, so which is another indicator of possibly what might be going on here, right? That Adam didn't clearly communicate to Eve, yeah, and the message to her got distorted because of his maybe poor communication yeah. or um, miscommunication. That would be shocking, wouldn't it, uh, for a man, <laughs> a man to, to somehow miscommunicate? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, however that breaks down, we don't we don't know. It's kind of uh, in between the lines here, but something breaks down in communication. She thinks she can't uh, eat it, but she also can't touch it, which God did not say. And it says, "Or you will die. Uh, you will not surely die." The serpent said to the woman, "For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil." And when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband. Her poor, helpless husband. <laughs> who was with her. And he ate it. 
And so thus it begins, right? You know, man, man is standing by watching his wife kind of move in this direction and feels immobilized, right? Doesn't know what to do, doesn't know what to say. And, and I know that's probably a completely unfamiliar sentiment for any of our listeners out there. Um, but but these, you know, that, that same moment transpires time and time and time again in every household in America, I think. Yeah, we, we, you know, you, you look at this picture and you're, you, Eve, your wife, the wife is having a conversation with the serpent, with the devil. And, and, and Eve, uh, uh, Adam is standing right beside Eve, his wife, and does nothing. He, he's just with her and he's just listening to the conversation. He's not, the, the scripture doesn't, and there's no indicated, uh, indication at all that he is engaged. He's just hanging out, listening to yeah. uh, your, your wife having a conversation with the devil. Yeah. There's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and if we could just say the word, what's the word he was being? He was being passive. Yeah. And so today we're going to, uh, we're just going to kind of explore and kind of really what, what biblically and some examples and how do we know as a man, if we are walking in passivity, how, how do we avoid what, what Adam really fell into. And, and of course, you know, we all inherited the, the nature of Adam, the sin nature of Adam, but we can have victory and mm-hmm. we don't have to walk in, in constant passivity. We can. So, so when I say passivity, Tony, uh, describe that a little bit. Um, for our listeners, well, uh, I, you know, I think there is this idea, even a little bit of a, a, a theological thought here, of uh, you know, so many times uh, we grow up with these rules for good living, you know, kind of the moral rules and all the things we we don't, do, you know, don't don't drink, don't chew, don't go with girls that do, right? I mean, so there's <laughs> that that sense where we all have these things that we're not supposed to do, and so I think we think about sin even in terms of uh, don't make the wrong decisions, don't, uh, don't make mistakes in what we do. But equally compelling, I think, is the case that, that there's, there's things that we're called to do, that we're um, created to do. And when we don't do those, you know, the, the biblical language or the theological language would be that those, those would be sins of omission, you know, not just sins of commissions, things we do wrong, but things we don't do that we should do are the sins of omission. And so I think passivity mm-hmm. is really wrapped up in that. It's like so many times we are fearful that we're going to do the wrong thing, say the wrong thing, uh, be held accountable for, for making a mistake. And a lot of that is maybe driven in a work culture or our families or our view of God, all kinds of things wrapped up in it. Hopefully we'll be able to unpack some of those today. We will unpack those things. We need to take a break right now. So we'll take a break and we'll be back shortly. We're going to talk with Tony Gore about passivity in men and how that is a problem in everyday life. So uh, we're not going to be passive on this commercial, but we are going to take a break. And uh, we will see you shortly here on, and thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our second segment of Solid Steps Radio. Thank you for listening. And uh, we are back today talking with Tony Gore of Freedom Counseling Services. Tony has a dubious distinction. He is our first three-time visitor of the show. In our first year, we're coming up on our first year uh, this month of October. And he's been the first person to be back three times, which means we need a lot of counseling. We, we do. <laughs> That's why we're bringing Tony in here. Yeah. So we're talking today about passivity. It, 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 Chad, you didn't know this, but when when I originally talked to Tony, it's 
It's it's just so that we get free uh, an hour of free counseling. <laughs> well, that's spilled over now. He is my personal counselor now, so there's no free going on. There, but it's okay. <laughs> get a lot of value there. But uh, we're talking today about passivity in men and how that is be, uh, that is a sin that is not talked about and arguably one of the foundational sins of our lives. But if you've been passive about getting new flooring. And you say, I just need to put that off. I don't want to do it. You know, now's the time to pick up the phone and be a person of action and call Carol Rogers Carpet One. Do you like that? That was good. That, that was good. Pretty good. That was, that was good. So segue. call Car- Carol Rogers Carpet One. You're going to hear their advertisements here, and they help sponsor our show. We're very thankful for them. And also Ellen and Credit Union. They, uh, they are a great financial institution. And if you would uh, please call them and say, hey, we heard you on Solid Steps Radio. And the people may not have any idea what you're talking about, but that would be great for you to communicate to them so they can know that we are, uh, our listeners are, are helping uh, our sponsors. We'd really appreciate that. So uh, back to uh, this passivity thing, uh, Tony, you, you talked about in the last segment about sins of commission. Describe, describe the difference between sins of commission and sins of omission. I think maybe yeah, our listeners that, um, probably understand, but just bring clarity to that. Yeah, that can become kind of this theological gobbledygook if we don't uh, talk about it a little bit. But it's, it's just that idea of sins that we commit, you know, I think we're, it's just drilled into us from childhood, from our families, uh, even from church, that, you know, these are the, the bad things you don't want to do. And so, you know, kind of the... Uh, even the uh, the Big Ten, right? The the Ten Commandments. Uh, these these are things that are laid out that kind of say, hey, these are these are the things that uh, you know will will kind of keep you from having a good life or a full life. And uh, so we we tend to focus a little bit more on those things that we that we can actually do that will get us out of step with God that really kind of make us a bad Christian or whatever, bad man. So so examples would be, okay, don't steal. Yeah, lying. Don't get, don't, don't, don't get drunk. Right. Don't, uh, you know, if you, if you do that, those are sins of commission. If you right. go out and, you know, sleep with your neighbor's wife, that's a sin of commission. If you go get drunk, that's a sin of commission. If you, yeah. if you start doing drugs, that's... Those are sins of commission. All bad things that yeah. aren't going to lead to to a good uh, full life, obviously. And so those, I think, are pretty much on most Christian men's radar. You know, they they might still have issues with some of those things, but but those are things we we kind of know we we should uh, avoid. We should try to steer clear of those things. Yes. The sins of omission, I think, are a little trickier, a little sneakier. You know, I think those are some of the subtle ways where uh, where Satan does get a foothold. He did with Adam. I think he does with us today. Because when we get passive, what we're really doing is abdicating our leadership, abdicating our responsibility for ourselves, for our families, for uh, our, our churches, for society. There's, there's a, a call on our lives to kind of step into and be the man that God designed us to be. And when we sit passively or when we sit on our hands, uh, it's, it's not that we're uh, actively doing something wrong, but it's the good that we're not doing that's the problem. Okay, so Tony, I, I mean, I go to work, I'm bringing a paycheck home, I'm providing for my family. I mean, I mean, what else do you want me to do? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. <laughs> and I, I think it's a sentiment that's really felt by a lot of men, uh, you know, that, that, you know, if I'm, if I'm just checking the boxes that, uh, but, but we do this in all of, all of society, right? It's like, this is what 
normal society does. If I just stay at that bar or a little bit ahead of that bar, then then I'm good. You know, if I if I bring home a paycheck, if I if I'm a decent guy, you know, and I don't uh, cause a lot of problems in my neighborhood or or at, at my job, you know, I'm not a problem at my job. And so we set our bar there, but God's bar is so much higher. You know, my good friend uh, Eric Schonsberg says, uh, "Hey, I take out the garbage, and I'm not sleeping with my neighbor's wife. I mean, what what more do you want me to do? You know?" And his point is, as he's taught through Genesis three. Um, you know, how we can just fall so quickly into passivity. You look at Adam in the garden and you go, well, Eve's the one that messed up. I mean, she's the one that totally had a conversation with the devil and ate the fruit and God told her not to. And, and, uh, but what are some signs, some signals in today's world, in today's culture that, that we are maybe being passive? Because I, I would say this, I've told my son this over the years. I said, buddy, there's going to be there's going to be some issues that you're going to struggle or be tempted with, and one of they all they all begin with P: uh, pride, purity, and passivity. Mm-hmm. And I, so, how are we passive today in today's culture? And give us some signs of that, Tony. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's interesting because we're talking Genesis two, Genesis three, and I and I think uh, Adam gives us a clue there too, right? Because when he responds to God, how does he respond? He responds by shifting blame, right? To who? First to, to Eve. Well, it's this woman. Okay, that's where it begins. It's this woman, those three <laughs> words. And so, uh, and then he quickly throws God under the bus as well. Mm. It's this woman that you put here with me, right? <laughs> and so when we, when we uh, don't take responsibility for ourselves, I mean, mm. I think it's, that's a really simple one. When we're more inclined to blame our circumstances or blame other people, um, you know, I, I just got back from a, cap, uh, a tour of uh, Washington D.C. and I love history. And uh, I, I, one of the things I'll say to my my kids, and I've, I've said this uh, over the years to my kids, and my family, and I certainly have tried to live by. It. It's not easy, but I'll say, um, you know, a John Adams quote: "We will make subjects, not people, the topics of our conversation." You know, and, and he just kind of had this rule about gossip. We're not going to sit around at our table and gossip. We're not going to talk about what other people aren't doing well and, and blame situation, situations or people or circumstances. We're going to take responsibility. We're going to deal with things head on. And that was mm. kind of his character. And he was a very strong uh, Christian man, really, in our, in our uh, history. And so I think for us, when we catch ourselves blaming or or just grousing about everything that's making us miserable, and and sometimes even in our own homes, when we're tempted, maybe we don't say it out loud, but in our minds, to blame our wife, or to blame our children, uh, when we are you know constantly undermining and blaming our employer, you know, for being making us miserable, we're not taking responsibility for ourselves. So I think that's a, a simple one to begin with. It's just. Mm shifting blame instead of taking responsibility is a real mark of passivity i think okay so what what are some other signals um i you know for me i think um uh laziness you know i think when we when we uh just um you know just kind of feel entitled especially when we get home from work there's there's this weird way the man's mind works it's like you know, when I'm at work, I, I know uh, there are certain things I have to do and certain responsibilities that I have, and I'm, 
I'm going to show up and I'm going to do that. Why? Because we're driven by that paycheck. And it's like we know if that paycheck goes away. We're, um, doing, yeah, we're out of we're, we're, we're in a, a hard, hard way. Yeah. Bad things happen if that paycheck goes away. And so we, we live by a certain set of rules there that say I'm responsible and I, and I need to kind of keep that pipeline open. When we get home, uh, again, I think we're tempted to kind of go, uh, you know, I'm the king of my castle. And so here I want, uh, I want other people to kind of do for me what I could do for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and so we, we feel entitled to that, I think, to a certain degree. I mean, I brought the paycheck home. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's that sense of entitlement. Like, because I did that, I can now get home and I can kick my feet up and I can expect to be waited on hand and foot. And and so sometimes that's a more prideful passivity that says, hey, I'm entitled to this. I think there's another side of it that's more fearful and anxious and I think that's the, uh, the part that, that is passive, not because there's an arrogance or a pride that says, I'm the king of this castle and everybody needs to kind of wait on me. But I think the other side of that is when, um, you know, and, and by the way, we make magnets about this and that kind of stuff. You know, some of those uh, things we stick on our fridge, you know, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. <laughs> and so in some ways, it's easier spiritually to live for the, the pleasure of my wife and to try and just keep her happy than to really do what God has called me to do. And that's a, that's a big thing to unpack there. Yeah. Happy wife, happy, happy life. life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there are all kinds of them that we, that we you know, stick on our fridge. But what they are, uh, I mean, I would just contend that those are idolatrous magnets, okay? Mm. Because our, our wives are beautiful, wonderful, godly people. Uh, often, not always, but you know. But we want to certainly see them as such. We want to uh, aspire for them to be all that God created them to be. But I'll tell you what they're lousy at. They're lousy at being gods. Mm. They're they're not intended to be gods. And so when we idolize our wives, and, and that sounds even good. Oh, I idolize my wife. That sounds good, mm. but it's not good because they really uh, long to be to, for security. They long to be led in a godly way. We're going to have to take a break here, but this is good stuff, Tony. Yeah, we're going to take a break. We're going to talk about more on the next uh, segment about more signs of it. We're also going to talk not just sitting there beating up on ourselves as the guys. We're talking honestly. We want to talk very transparent here about solid steps about uh, as men. We're also going to talk about the other side of it of like, okay, how do we come out of passivity? What are ways to, to break that cycle of passivity? So we thank you for listening, and uh, we're going to be back the next segment here. Uh, talking about passivity with Tony Gore on Solid Steps Radio.